After a race, you need to recover, and there's a few strategies that you can use to try and make that recovery faster. So here we're going to talk about a couple of recovery methods you can use to try to expedite your recovery and get back to running if that's what you want to do. This is going to be part of a new thing I'm going to try to do where I record short episodes on a single topic, less rambly than some of my other podcasts, so we get to the point and provide you some solid, actionable information. So this is on recovery and how to get back to running after a big race. Welcome to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you improve your training so you can have more fun out on the trails. I'm going to try this new thing where I do a, a short one of these videos and see if that actually like, seems to provide any value because it would fit into my schedule really well and hopefully more people can see more stuff. So today I was having a like meeting with a, like weekly lunch with coach group and learned some, I don't know, we were talking about post-race recovery stuff. And in this meeting, a couple people had just done, or one of the person people in there just done 100 miler. And then I, a few other people had just finished 100 miler. And a lot of the people on the mountain goat team have been recovering really well. So we're diving into like why that is and then what we can do to get back to running in case that's really what you want to be doing. Like some people run a big race and getting back to running is not their first concern. And if that's you, that's absolutely okay. Like you are allowed to take some time off. You do not need to return to running as fast as possible. If you have put in a ton of work and you want to take a break for a few weeks or I mean hell for the rest of your life, if that's what you really want to do, then take a break. That's an absolutely okay thing to do. But to get back to running and recover and get the most out of all of this stuff, there are a few things we can do to expedite the process. One of the things is actually taking care of yourself during your race. If you fuel and hydrate and do all the stuff during your race that you know we need to be doing, then you will recover faster. So in some ways, recovery actually starts on race day where you like go out and you hydrate well and you fuel efficiently during your race and you make sure you stay up on carbs and you keep your glycogen topped off. And if it's a really long effort, make sure we get some fuel, like some protein and some fat and everything in there. And then once we finish this very long race, we should eat some real food as soon as possible, hopefully at the finish line if you can, and stay hydrated and then get some sleep, etc. All of the stuff we know we should do. If you take care of yourself on race day, you will recover faster in the days following your race. It's very simple. I think we often overlook this, and when you see people who are recovering really quickly after their race, might question why. And a lot of the time, it just comes down to the fact that they actually hydrated and fueled and took care of themselves on race day, so they were able to recover faster after the race. So that's one. Recovery starts on race day. Another point, 
is if we're going to come back into running, it, we should apply some like reverse taper or return to run strategy. If you run something like a marathon or above, or I mean, if you race anything really hard, then you're probably technically a little injured at the end of that race. If it's like an 800 or a 5K or something a little shorter, you might be injured for like a week if we're looking at biomarkers. If you run your first 100, you might be injured for a month and a half. <laughs> Not gonna be that long, but it'll be a while. You're going to have very elevated levels of things like creatine kinase, which is an indicator of muscle breakdown. You're going to be a little dehydrated. They've shown that most, if not all, finishers at Western States would probably technically qualify for rhabdo because one of the things that we use for that is creatine kinase and muscle breakdown. Now, if you hydrate well, your kidneys aren't going to shut down. You're not going to end up in the hospital, so it's not like it's a big danger, but you are technically injured, so we should take that into account. So take a week off. That's a very good thing to do. And much like any injury, you want to get back to moving well and moving normally as fast as possible, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, sprinting out the door the following day. If you can walk, great. If we can, you know, maybe if, if the stairs don't make you feel like your legs are being stabbed, then we should take the stairs. If not, that's fine. And we should get back to moving as normally as possible as quickly as you can. That is going to depend on the race and how hard you pushed, but that is a great way for any injury to get over it faster. Now, if we look at a return to run program, this is a great way to get back after an injury or if we're looking at something like a reverse taper. So a return to run program is typically delivered by like a PT or a doctor who cares that you run, cares that you want to run, but after an injury, we want to return safely. So these look really different depending on the office and the person providing them, but the fundamentals are pretty much the same. Hey everyone, I've decided to stop doing ads for this podcast, at least for the time being. I just don't think they're a good use of anybody's time. So instead of that, I just have a simple ask. If you find this information valuable, please tell someone about it. Either hit the like or subscribe buttons on your preferred platform, share it with somebody, or you could even just head over to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Group on Facebook, and I'd appreciate that as well. I'm just trying to make more good, free information for people so we can all get better at running on the trails. And if we can spread the tribe, that would be great. Thank you, and let's get to the podcast. It's going to be way easier than you think it should be. A reverse taper or a return to run program is going to be way easier than you think it should be, at least at the beginning. And these look a few different ways. They can be a... Like one example I see is like 30 seconds on and then a couple minutes off and then 30 seconds on and a couple minutes off. And we can run that time scheme a couple times in the first week and see how it goes. A system that I like, especially if you're more of a experienced athlete and you know your body really well, is we can set a few of these like time goals. And if you're able to do that workout, you just take a day or two off. And then the next time you come back to running, you upgrade. You make it a little harder. And if you aren't able to do that workout, you repeat it again until you can do it well. 
not the only one who does this kind of stuff, but I think this is a really good idea. And we see this, like with weightlifting, right? Like if you've looked at any of my strength programs or you've ever talked to me about strength or seen any good strength programs, they're usually written as a rep range for an effort level and like a, a number of sets, right? So we'll see something like three sets in the eight to 12 rep range. And that is because very likely if you're gonna push yourself to maximum of your capabilities, let's call it, let's look at an overhead press because we can see me pushing over my head. So if I'm gonna press something over my head, I'm probably gonna be able to do it like 10 times on my first set and then nine on my second and then maybe eight on my third. So they all fall in that rep range, but I'm seeing a little drop off as I go through. And then if we're looking at when I know I'm gonna move on, it's gonna be I'm gonna knock out two pretty easy sets of 12, or I'm gonna knock out three kinda of difficult sets of 12, but that shows me that the next week I should increase the weight. And we can see the same thing with the return to run program if we say like, hey, we're gonna start with 30 seconds of running and four minutes of walking, 30 seconds of running, four minutes of walking. If you do that well and execute that well for like 20 to 30 minutes, then great. We can upgrade the next time, either by more time or by shortening your intervals in some way. And some good markers might be like 30 in four minutes and then 30 in three minutes, or depending on how messed up you are and what your experience level is, those intervals might vary, right? So. The basics are, though, you can either follow something very rigid and very safe, or you can have some benchmarks. And as soon as you hit that benchmark, the next time you go out for a workout, you move up and start trying to hit the next benchmark. And I think I saw this on, it was, it was prehab something. Um, I'll try to find it and I'll link it in the comments and the show notes. But they have a very reasonable set of goals to hit. And should read the rules after it as well. So something like run for or walk for a tenth of a mile, run for a tenth of a mile, and do that ten times. And then again, if you can achieve that well, then you move on to your next workout. And then they just build you up until you can run for three miles consistently, or whatever you do. If you're a walk runner, then you can run for three miles at the same walk run ratio that you normally do when you're not hurt. And I really like that system of benchmarks more than I like a very rigid um, prescriptive goal. Now, if you are very new or you're very injured and you don't really know where you are, then let's be super safe. Dial back and pull one of those prescriptive goals. But if you know your body pretty well and you've been training for a while, then we can push one of these more like go to feel and trust yourself a little more methods, right? This entire time, as we're returning after a race. This is a, it, we call it a reverse taper for a reason. Just like you shouldn't cut all of your food into taper, if anything, be eating more. Same thing post-race, you're technically injured. We need fuel, you need to hydrate well. This is not the time to like cut your food intake. We wanna keep it really high or proportionally high and make sure that you're giving your body the necessary things to recover as well as it can. Make sure you're getting some sleep. Yes, I realize you just tax the hell out of your body in this race, so cortisol is gonna be cranked. So it's gonna to be tough to get perfect sleep, but do your best and really make it a priority. And these are the best ways we can recover, is to 
make sure. All right, and these are our like, fundamental recovery methods. We're gonna make sure that during our race, you hydrate and fuel well, because recovery really starts on race day or arguably before. And then post race, we're gonna make sure we take a very simple, um, well-constructed reverse taper or return to run program so that we can get back to it safely and make sure that you're building back to your base without hurting yourself. And further, making sure that you're eating and hydrating well during this reverse taper or return to run program so that you can fuel that recovery as much as possible. And sleep. We often overlook sleep like it's the redhead stepchild of the recovery world, but it is the most important. If you don't sleep, you can't produce those recovery hormones like testosterone and HGH and all these things, right? So if you're not sleeping, none of the rest of this matters. The whole multiple podcast on sleep if you want to dive into that again, someday we can, but very simply prioritize your sleep or else none of this stuff counts. So that is our basics on recovery. I'm going to try to do a few of these shorties a week. If you like it like drop a comment or a like or something, I'm trying to provide more of this stuff. And especially now that like life is leveling out and I am, uh, you know, it's winter dark at five now. So I'm inside, might as well do something. So hope this is helpful and head out. I hope you have a great rest of your night. See ya. Thank you for listening to the trail and ultra running training podcast. Honestly, I'm still surprised and honored that anybody wants to hear what I have to say. So thank you. To be clear, not a doctor nor a registered dietitian or any other kind of medical professional. I'm a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and a running coach, and I have a passion for training trail runners. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training or nutrition program. If you enjoyed the podcast or found it helpful, please take a second to leave a rating or review. I'd really appreciate it. Or you could just share it with someone for whom you think it might be helpful. I make these kinds of things in order to provide more quality, free resources to people. So the more people who hear it, the better. If you want more of this information, please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Training group on Facebook, where we discuss all aspects of training so you can have more fun doing the sport that you love. Thank you again for listening.